Hi guys, it's AJ over here again. Um, this is Podcast AT uh, with Lydia. And um, um, today's podcast is a good one. It's a special one. It's uh, something everyone can do to their lives and apply right now. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting. Just a little backstory on us. So anyone who's tuning in for the first time, uh, we're, I guess, both. that we, we have a love for business. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, it takes on a little bit of a philosophical um, twist. Twist, mm-hmm. and these are things you can apply beyond business. So um, they're about learning what I call the rules of life. You know, and and uh, you can apply them in different ways. A lot of the concepts and ideas from these podcasts, and the ideas if you apply them and you learn the rules of life, you have a better chance of winning. And that doesn't matter what you're doing. It could be business. It could be just a job. It could be raising your kids. But by understanding these concepts and these different ideas, it's going to give you an edge that I feel if you amount all of these small or bigger lessons and you add them out, it's, it's, it adds up to like having a superpower in a sense. Um, but, you know, you, you add them all out and they accumulate. Um, so today's is an interesting one. And Lydia, what do you think uh, is one thing that is very easy for a lot of people to do that they don't do and could lead to a lot of uh, upside or benefit for them. Something that people can do but they don't. Yeah, and so it's something fairly easy to do. It's not like, you know, you can't say, oh, they, they can have more discipline or work ethic because a lot of those things might be a lot of work. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. talking about something that's sim- fairly easy. Um... I mean, I feel it's too broad of a question, yeah. right? Because so much. It could be anything. Yeah. So one thing, what I've realized is, and, and it's really hard to quantify, because if I ask, and I'm going to ask the audience, including yourself, mm-hmm. right? Um, how well do you think you know yourself? I think I'm, I'm a really, like, reflective person. Like, I do something, so, and right after, like, my first thought is, like, pondering over it and then seeing, like, what I could have done differently. So I think for me, like, I know myself very well, but even then there are certain times where I have, like, certain biases because, hey, like, it's me, I know myself, right? But then I try to, like, justify certain actions that I have. So, so if you had to rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, how well do you know yourself? I would say, like, an 8.59. Okay. And now if I can ask another question is, out of 100 random people, if we were to put you in there, mm-hmm. out of those 100 random people, where do you fit in in terms of how well you know yourself? If the person who knows themselves least is one, at which percentile are you on? I'm in like the top 10%, 5%. Okay. So that's a question I think everyone should ask themselves because if I feel if you ask anybody the question, how well do you know themselves? You're going to say I know like myself Like 8, 8.5 or 9, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So the second question really, how well do you know yourself relative to other people and how well they know themselves yeah. is a better question to get a, a, mm-hmm. a good situation of where they're at. Yeah. That being said, we have an inherent bias to think we know ourselves better and we probably are going to tend to put ourselves at a higher percentile yeah. than we deserve. So that's, that's just inherent. That's it's a bias everybody has, right? Um, and the reason it's really, 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 really important is you can do a lot of things, but the start of any problem uh, in order to change anything in the world um, is, A, you need to recognize there's an issue. You need to identify there's something you can do. And a lot of people do not, cannot identify this because they don't even ever realize there's a problem. So they continue on being the way they are. They burn time. 
They waste time because they are unable to, even if they have the execution, the great ideas, they are unable to identify anything needs change. Um, and so furthermore, if you think about everything you work with in the world and life, including like possibly your spouse and other significant people, your children, your, your parents, there is nobody else you're going to operate with more intimately than yourself. Yeah. Uh, and not to know yourself to the degree where you know yourself better than anybody else in the world, you, it's, it's a huge, huge shortcoming that you're doing if you don't know it. It's like a loss of your own human capital. Yeah, Value to yourself. And it's tremendous, mm -hmm. right? And there's a lot of people, I think, that think they know themselves well, and they don't. And there might be some people that think that, that, that agree they don't know themselves really well and they're too busy being busy and working and stuff like that. And they go, I don't have time for this. But the idea is if you made time for this and understood yourself really, really, really well, you're going to have in itself almost like a superpower. You're only going to put yourself in opportunities and situations where there's gigantic upside. You're going to limit the downside. You're going to know the type of players and people you want to be around and work with, the ones who don't, uh, the ones who annoy you how to kind of cut that out and mitigate it so you can make it like operatable. Um, you know, it, even when you work, you know, when, when you're, uh, when you're having your like A plus days, when you're having your D days, how you react differently, you're, you're going to understand every single thing you possibly mm -hmm. can. And there's going to be, and, and the edge is going to give yourself in terms of what you do and what you don't do, which is just as important is huge. Do you think that like, say you've reached that kind of level of self-efficiency um, do you feel that kind of makes a person robotic? No. No? Because I feel the deeper you get into any particular person, and if you have the ability to get that deep within you, um, what's going to happen is you're going to find nuance in yourself. You're going to find like uh, permutations or, I work well in this situation all the time, but this, and when this, this, this happens, and it's going to be like this. It's going to be like the most interesting puzzle in the world, the deeper you get. Because there's going to be stuff you don't know you don't know. And, and as you learn about it, there's going to be other other maze, other left turns you didn't anticipate. And it's, you're going to grow. You're going to, it's, it's a very interesting puzzle. So it depends on how you take it, though. Yeah. There are some people like, I'm really good at A, B, C. I'm not going to do anything but A, B, C. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit more limited. And, and yeah. someone can be robotic like that. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, so like another question. So, like, I'm trying to think of someone who maybe, like, in history or just, like, someone popular currently who kind of has achieved self-efficiency in a sense. Like, self-efficiency? What's the word you're using? So, like, I'm, I, don't, I don't know how else to say it. Like, you're kind of making yourself efficient because you know yourself so well. Um, sure. So, so I, I guess if that's what you're using. Um, there's probably lots of people, I think. Uh, anyone that's probably done anything monumental has done it to some degree. They may not have known themselves completely well, but they for sure, for sure, for sure knew their top two, three strengths. And they, they knew that there's certain things they can't do well, and they're willing to bet really, really big and hard on them, right? Um, that level of self-reflection, just understanding it. So the modern day, I, I, you know, and the reference comes back to the, this guy a lot, Elon Musk, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he just really knows what he's very good at, he knows he's very, very good executionally, and he can get a lot of work done, and people underestimate the amount, and he has some pretty out there tremendous ideas that if he doesn't do, nobody else is going to do, yeah. right? So I think he gets that. Um, you know, I don't know the details of everything else. I, I think there's probably a few more, like, you know, like a lot of the major, major CEOs, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think Jack Welch understood that as well, you know, with GE. Um, 
and there's particular, you know, like coaches as well. I th I think that had the same kind of idea. The same, yeah. you know. Um, but but I think the idea you want to take a look at is like we're a special form of machinery. We're, there's something really special about us, and what stimulates us, turns us on, turns us off, um, gets us going into high gear is a little bit different for everybody. There are some commonalities. Just generally speaking, if you're human, there's some commonalities if you're American, there's some commonalities if you're Canadian, because a lot of that depends on the culture and the economic mm -hmm. system. But there are some things that are very unique about yourself as well, yeah. which get you going, which don't. And I think you want to know, like you want to know questions or answers to questions that you would think, um, you know, why would I ever want to know that? But like, how would you get, how would you know what questions to ask or how to answer these questions? Well, okay, I can give you a few right now, right? Mm -hmm. Just kind of so it keeps you a little bit guised, right? We don't need the answers, but the but the the listeners can think about what their, their personal answers for this would be, right? Um, and what type of situations are you at your best? Okay, what qualities in your in yourself do you feel that you're better than almost anybody you know? If not, if not anybody, like close to anybody, like there might be one or two people up there with What's you. What's your right? like unique selling point? Yeah, like something that you're so amazing at that nobody else touches. Mm -hmm. What are things you just hate doing, but but you're probably fairly good at? What are things you hate doing, but you don't like? And you got to remember, the one that's more dangerous is ones you hate doing that you're good at, mm -hmm. not the ones you don't like. Because uh, uh, so you're not, wasting not, value. Not, no, not the the ones you hate, but you're good at. Not the ones you hate that you're bad at. Because the ones you hate, you're bad at. You're probably not going to do it. You're not going to move any further. But the ones you're kind of good at, you might get stuck into those for economic purposes, right? Um, you want to find out the type of people that stimulate you, or the type of things that make you grow, think that make you think of your biggest self. Um, is it movies? Is it books? What type of books? What What is the idea? Is there a certain type of premise? Is there certain things or places you're at when you see the best version version of yourself come? Um, that happens is a prerequisite to that situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe you watch a movie. Maybe you go for a drive. Maybe you're on vacation. Maybe you meet people that are extremely inspiring, right? Do you know what I mean? Um, maybe you you don't worry because you, it's right after payday and you don't need to worry about the bills or details. It could be many things, right? What are what's opposite? What are situations where your top or your best selling points are almost completely hidden because um, other more frightening issues are at the forefront? You know. So I think those are some of the questions you'd want to ask yourself. And I think just having an understanding and answers to those questions, if you know yourself and you're in the top 5 or 6% of people who know yourself, you should have those answers right mm -hmm. off the top of your head. If you don't, you probably aren't in that top 5, 6 percentile of the world and how well they know themselves. And I feel, furthermore, with lots of young people, there's this, almost this overconfidence, borderlining arrogance, in terms of how well they know themselves. I don't think, like especially my age, I, I really don't think they do. It's more what society wants you to think you know about yourself, they will choose to know because that's what um, like social media and things tell them to focus on. Sure, no, what, what, what I'm saying is the tone. It's not even oh, like yeah, what oh, they're saying, yeah. right? So okay. it's like, oh, I know this one thing yeah. about myself if mm -hmm. I know anything, right? Yeah. And, and so that's another major, major mm -hmm. point, I think, is you want to base your views on who you're, you are at, with as an open mind as you possibly can have. There are going to be people who tell you things about yourself. There are going to be ideas you have about yourself that are incorrect, that you think are correct. You have a bias or you've been told something for a long time. And a lot of who you are is the way your, your own story in your own head, mm -hmm. right? Um, 
And like a personal example so people can relate, for, the, the, for a long time when I was younger, you know, people would say, hey, you're an idea guy, you, um, you know, you have lots of ideas, you, you think uniquely about things, but you're not a doer. You're not mm-hmm. this, you're not a doer. That's a different type of beast. And it's what I call this like peanut gallery yeah. type of people, right? They're just like people who, who talk. They don't really understand the full depth of it. I never really bought into it fully, but you know, at some point I'm sure it weighed on it me. Like, you know, yeah, you. and maybe, maybe, you know, the doubt could have creeped in like, okay, maybe they're right, you know? And um, one great thing that I think I would tell people is do some psychometrics. Take some of these diagnostics. They're not perfect. All of them have their holes in it, but they're at least giving you insight that you may not know about yourself, right? So I took one of these, right? Um, it's called Strength Finders, actually. And one of my strengths was Activator. Okay, Activator is a guy who actually is the opposite, is, is like the epitome of a doer. It's a doer, yeah. Yeah, is the mm-hmm. epitome. He wants to move and he wants to move fast. And the idea is why these people might have been right in their heads, but they didn't understand it was... If I don't get to act on things fast enough, I don't act. Like, I need to act fast. I can't be four months from now I'm going to do this. Yeah. If I move, I move fast or I don't move. Yeah. That's just the persona. So from an outsider, it could be very, very simple. And you could be like, oh, you know, he had this idea for this long and he didn't do anything. He just isn't cut out. Mm-hmm. He isn't that type. And it's not necessarily they were trying to put me down or they had negative intentions. They've only seen one side of the picture. And it's a limited view, right? So I'm, and there might be people, this is what you got to remember, when people are telling you about yourself, some people may actually have some of these biases or these agendas. I'm saying even without the agendas, at their core, there's still issues or margin for error of how people see yourself or see you, right? Mm -hmm. And so once I learned and, you know, I started doubling down and reinforcing that belief, I I ended up getting a lot more done than pretty much anyone I know for, for, uh, personally know over the amount of time right and and so the, the beliefs change change a lot of things but had i bought into that belief and 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 you know everyone around you and you know people will tell you stuff like is it just me or 90 percent of everyone around you is saying this stuff so it must be true right mm-hmm. and so there is there is an edge sometimes to having a little bit of a contrarian perspective obviously with everything there's trade-offs mm-hmm. and we talk about in the trade-off episode there's also some downfall um, you know, sometimes you could be out to lunch, you could be major blue pill and you're just not buying into like what's there. Yeah. Um, so it's that balancing act. You kind of have to figure that out. I feel like that also like goes back to when you said using diagnostics tools, like some people are just so in the blue pill that they could be doing these tests com- like based on this diluted version of themselves, you know? Um, like they say, like people with, um, like anorexia, they, when they look in the mirror, they literally see a completely different person. So some people that could be like that, like psychologically, like they don't see themselves as their actual self. They're so on blue pill that they've created a version of themselves and that's what they project by their diagnosis. Like how can they ever like actually know themselves? Like how do you get a person out of that? It's tough on those. I mean, the best diagnostic tools are the objective ones where mm-hmm. their input wouldn't be needed. Quantifiable. Yeah, it could be like, I mean, those, there's a level, there's an issue with the ones where there's mm-hmm. questions asked. So hypothetically, let's say you had like some kind of blood test and the blood test reported this is your personality. Not That's not how blood and personality yeah. works, right? But it could be like, okay, hey, apparently you're an entrepreneur and you're a very creative thinker, right? So just like the reality mismatch game, right? You're a creative thinker, you're very entrepreneurial, yet 
there's not one attempt, forget success, but there's not one attempt at any entrepreneurial venture. Even the stuff that you're so-called creative about, mm -hmm. they're like very like run-in-the-mill kind ideas about apps mm -hmm. that you didn't do. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like on what basis? So like there would have to be almost like it's a game you'd have. It's like a trial lawyer and you'd have to have one of your trusted advisors or your friends do this with you. Um, and the idea is they're almost paid or their job is to be devil's advocate and make you question everything. And they have to be someone that's kind of articulate and strong on it. And they, they should be going on the opposite, proving the wrong thing. And all, all, all the idea isn't to put yourself down, isn't to feel bad about yourself but maybe to see another perspective that you're never going to open your eyes out to. And base that on the real, and the only portfolio that should be used is the reality of your life and the history of your life, not, not anything else, right? So if they've written a manuscript and it's on their laptop, they have mm -hmm. something, whether yeah. they did anything with it or not, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's the idea, right? But I feel with a lot of young people, though, there tends to be this arrogance, and, and the arrogance is to their demise most of the time, right? Because there's things for sure at that age, you don't know everything about yourself. And if I had to bet in general, who knows more about themselves, a younger person or an older person, I'm gonna bet on the older person. But the arrogance is almost, and the funny thing is the older person is probably has a little bit more doubt about how they know themselves or how well, the, so usually arrogance tends to be, or level of conviction tends to be in, in Inversely. Inversely correlated to how well they know themselves, yeah. right? So you see, and it's the same thing, like with young boys and girls, like 19, 20, 18, 21, it's, it's the same type of confidence you get a lot, do you know what I mean? And so you just want to, you want to take that into account, right? Um, and you want to keep open-minded and not have the assumptions. Now, the other big thing I think where all of this comes in is what life is about at a very, very, very high level is you're trying to determine what your strengths are and what your kick-ass um, gifts to the world are before or at least by the same time you realize what your biggest weaknesses are and what your kryptonite is. So it's a race. The world essentially, over the course of time, the world is going to throw so many different experiences at you so many different permutations at you that over time you, you 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 will find out what your biggest strengths are and and your biggest weaknesses so you're, you're going to be put in situations where you're about to get into a fight you have different friends um, you know you're, you you have a school project and the idea is you should go in and go Find as many of these type of experiences and situations that come from as many varieties as possible by a certain age, okay? And when you determine what these are, what's going to happen is sometimes it's going to work for you. You're going to be able to find, you're going to be able to find what your biggest strengths are and you're going to be able to find what your biggest weaknesses are. So you're going to be like, oh, I really, really loved building this play. I really, really loved writing the concepts on this out. My mind was on fire. I was coming up with ideas so fast. You know, you're, you're going to be, that really works for you. And then what's going to happen over time, let's say that's the introduction of a strength, you might end up writing a screenplay and you've done very well at it and you make money. Now, once you find a strength, it doesn't matter what that strength is. Generally speaking, you just get better at that strength over time right? You may become less inventive over time, but you become better, at it, but you become better in terms of your proficiency at it. So one, let's say you wrote a screenplay, your first one's tough, your second one's probably half as tough, your third one's even less tough, and, and so forth. 
And you could be a person who just makes money writing screenplays. You don't have to do anything else. And the reason you can do that and the reason you have that ability and that super, uh, you know, the chance to make money what you love is because you found your strength before your weaknesses found mm -hmm. you, right? Yeah. And sometimes you can find them after, right? But you could basically be doing nothing if you want and you could be that type of person where you write, you write a play or, write, or, you, or you write a screenplay and you sell it and then you do nothing for a long time, you drink or you do whatever you want, and then you write another screenplay and you make lots mm -hmm. of money. A lot of people, what their issue in life is, is they never actually find what their, what their foremost strength is, right? right? And, or they don't find a big enough strength in, in enough time. So it's, mm -hmm. this is a game, basically, every single person born on Earth has to face. You have a limited amount of time. You need to find what the crazy strength you have is that makes you so unique and special in this What's world. What's your calling, essentially. Yeah. And if you can find that out before life gets you. And life gets you mm -hmm. at a certain point. So you have to pay the bills. You have a family. You have other priorities that are shifting you in other ways. obligations. Obligations and responsibilities. That's the lighter side of life getting you. The darker side of life getting you could be drugs or liquor, leverage, like, you know, gangs. Uh, Gambling. Uh, other things mm -hmm. more more sinister have got, yeah. gotten you, right? Either way, this they're both a form of getting you. Once they get you, it gets a lot more difficult. There's still a possibility, but they're bleaker that you're going to find your calling and be very successful. What happens to some people is they tie. They find their calling at the same time they find their, um, their kryptonite. Yeah. So a uh, good example is Hemingway. Amazing writer, alcoholic, right? And he would basically be drunk and like write like the most amazing literature we could think of in Cuba, like pre fifties. Um, and eventually, it killed him. But he still had that talent that he produced to the world. That was like, sorry, we're we're it's a little loud here. We're in a parking lot, but he found this calling that was just his calling, this amazing, amazing thing. So he's still, at the end of the day, his life's still going to probably have more value than lots of other people's oh, yeah. lives, right? Even though he was damaging it. But for a lot of people, what happens is they find their weakness. They find out, oh my God, I have a weakness over here. I love liquor too much. Mm -hmm. And and even though they may have had some strengths that never surfaced, they the, um, they had those strengths, but the, the opportunity cost was too huge. Do you think that, like, essentially, if I'm trying to, like, capture what you're saying is, so many people focus so much on trying to fix their weaknesses because they end up finding them before they realize what their calling is, that they miss out on so much value they can add to society, to themselves, to like fully fulfill what their capabilities are. Because so say like it's alcoholism, like you're so focused on getting like the thirty day chip that you'd miss out on like your your like mathematical genius, you know, you miss out on making an invention, you know? Something like that. Is that what you're saying? Like Essentially, you get so focused on your weakness that you forget to find your strength. No, what I'm saying is this. It's not completely that. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is we have we have a runway. The runway is from the point we, we are born to the point our weakness catches us. That's our runway, okay? We have to take off before the runway is over. That runway is longer or shorter for different people depending on the circumstances and culture they're born right. into, okay? Mm -hmm. The runway, the end of the runway is when the weakness gets you. Once the weakness gets you, you're probably too late. It's very difficult. Like the probability you find your calling after the weakness gets you is too late. Because you're crippled by the weakness. Yes, it's, 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 it has a hold on you, right? But generally speaking, no weakness just happens all of a sudden anyway. Yeah. They're very mild at the start. 
but at the point they're mild at the start, you don't even realize it's weakness, right? Like, and then one day you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I'm an alcoholic. Like, you know, oh my God, I think I'm addicted to cocaine, um, <laughs> right? Like, you know what I mean? And, you, and it's, it's a day you have, it's, it's, but it's not this day where you just became a cokehead. Yeah. You were like, you were building up to that yeah. point. Um, so the idea is you got to find your strength before that before that happens. But because there's all these temptations and trappings in society, it's almost like if you have no purpose, you have nowhere you're going toward, the weaknesses are going to get you. The only people who escape the trappings and the weaknesses are the purposeful ones that know I need to find something, I need to, I need to get a way out of this, right? And then if, if, you, if you find that, then you're great. But a lot of that just comes from you want at a young age. So I guess the, you know, if I want to sum up what, what the idea of the strength is, you want to, at a very, very young age, you want to compile as many experiences from a different variety as possible, and keep an open mind. Test your assumptions, and you're going to find something that intrigues or interests you. Then you want to dive deeper, dive deeper. And eventually, you're going to find something that you make money or you do so well in, but it's so easy, you don't think it's work. Yeah. And that's your calling. That's your edge. That's, that's your strength. Yeah, that's like, like amazing advice to any like young person trying to figure out what their career or what kind of future they want for themselves is. Like, that's like solid advice. Right yeah, there. yeah, right. So, so that's that, that's the idea. Uh, is there any other things we want to say from the front side of it, like in terms of how well? So the other test to kind of understand how well you know yourself is, um, don't think of how well you know yourself on a scale of one to ten. Think of how well you know yourself out of a hundred random people yeah. and where you would belong. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get to know yourself better, look at the questions we asked in the middle and. Look into some psychometrics as much as you can objectively. And then the last thing I think would be get a variety of experiences. Yeah. Don't assume I'm an athlete because that, that kind of thinking mm -hmm. is very, I'm an athlete, this is all I can do. That's very um, archaic, closed-minded thinking. Yeah. You could be athletic, but there's other things you might be good at mm -hmm. as well, right? Your, athlet your athleticism might help you actually discover your calling. It's not the end of it. Yeah, yeah. but a lot of people like this is all, and it's very closed-minded, so they have yeah. to be a little bit more open-minded. Um, I think we'll leave it at that. Um, Twitter? Twitter is at the new truths one. Yeah, the, the number one. And uh, the Gmail, uh, the new truths at gmail.com. Yeah, and the new truths.com if, if you want to go there as well. Thank you, and I hope uh, you guys enjoyed it.